How do you relate to God? I just want you to pause for a moment and just think of your own prayer life. If you were to, to stop and pray right now to God, how do you relate to God? What would you call God? Just kind of pause right now. Think of your own prayer life when you stop and you pray and you address God. How do you address God? Relating to God is, is important. Jesus came to reveal a particular relationship with our God. He came to reveal that God is personal, that God is relational, that God is intimate. God is not far off and distant. God is with us. He's one among us. And God came to be one among us, to be with us, to be intimate with us, to bring us into intimacy with God, to bring us into this new and unique and personal relationship with God. You've heard people talk about that. Even I've talked about that. We need to have a personal relationship with God. Even our mission statement, encountering Jesus, becoming missionary disciples, that's a, an intentional wording that Jesus is a person through which we have a relationship with. But Jesus brings us into a relationship with a community of persons. God is revealed to us as a trinity of persons. One God in three persons. And so my question to you this morning, and maybe it's a challenge for some of you, is do we relate to God in the persons of God? Do we talk to God as if he is a father? Do we talk to Jesus as our savior and our brother? Do we talk to the Holy Spirit as power? Do we talk to God and speak to God in the persons that are God? As we look to today's um, scripture passage, I want to maybe highlight how Jesus is teaching us and inviting us to talk to God in the persons, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Various times where Jesus tells his disciples, address your father as Abba. That's a, an affectionate term. It's like calling dad like calling God daddy. Jesus says, I have not called you slaves, but I've called you friend. Jesus invites us to talk to him as a friend. Jesus invites and brings us into this relationship where we are sons and daughters of God the Father. Therefore, Jesus is our brother. He's our friend, but he's also our savior. And then he talks about this Holy Spirit this power from on high. What can we learn about the Holy Spirit? So today in the gospel, got John chapter 16, verse 12 and on, Jesus says to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. 
So Jesus doesn't teach his disciples everything. He says, there's much more to learn, much more to grow in, but you can't bear it now. You can't take it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. So Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a person. When he comes, Holy Spirit's another person. He will guide you to all truth. One of the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit is to teach us about God, to teach us truth, to open up our minds and our hearts so that we can understand God and understand the revelation of God, how he reveals himself. We talk about scripture as divine revelation. It's inspired writing. What does that mean? To inspire, to breathe in. When we expire, we breathe out. When we inspire, we breathe in. So scripture is inspired. It's infused with the Holy Spirit. It's led by the Holy Spirit. So spirit, spirit of God, opens up our minds and our hearts to understand who God is. You and I cannot understand who God is on our own, with our own strength, with our own power. We need God to reveal to us who he is. And that's what the Spirit does. Jesus tells him, there's much more I want to teach you, but when the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you all truth. So a good prayer to pray is, Holy Spirit, teach me. When you open up your Bible and you read and you pray, before you start praying as if we could just start understanding who God is, say, Holy Spirit, come and open my mind and my heart to understand who you are. Holy Spirit, come and bring me deeper into relationship with you, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, inspire me. Jesus goes on to teach. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and declare to you the things that are coming. Two things there. Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own. The Holy Spirit listens to God the Father and just speaks what he the Holy Spirit hears. Same thing with Jesus. Jesus doesn't speak on his own. Jesus listens to the Father and speaks what he hears the Father saying. Where the Father is, there's the Spirit. Where the Father is, there's the Son. Where Jesus is, there's the Father and the Holy Spirit. They always work together. And the Spirit speaks what he hears. And it says this, he would declare the things that are coming. If you've ever heard, um, the Bible is made up of uh, prophetic books. So a prophet is one who speaks truth, but also speaks things that will happen in the future. This is coming. Beware. The Lord is coming. Repent. That's a prophetic voice to look into the future. Well, as we discern our life, as we make decisions, as we want to make the best decisions for our family, as we want to make the best decisions for our children, our job, 
We want to know, Lord, where are you taking our family? Lord, where are you taking our parish? We want to pray to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead us. Holy Spirit, guide us. Holy Spirit, help me understand where we are going so that we can choose to stay with the Lord. The Holy Spirit will declare all things that are coming. So we're starting to understand a little bit this intimacy, this particularity, that we can talk to God as persons. Instead of going to God and saying, God, help me. That's beautiful prayer. It's, it's a good prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. But what if we would say, Holy Spirit, help me understand you more. Help me understand my Father more. Help me understand who Jesus is more. Holy Spirit, help me see where you are calling my family. Help me understand. Jesus continues his teaching. The Holy Spirit will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit takes what belongs to Jesus and gives it to us. There's gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes these gifts that belong to Jesus and gives them to us. But where do they come from? Are they, do they belong just to Jesus? He goes on to say, Jesus says, everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I have told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. So what Jesus is saying is, everything that the Father has the Father gives to Jesus. And everything Jesus has, the Holy Spirit gives to us. When you were baptized, when I was baptized, we were baptized into the life of Jesus. We share the life of Jesus. And if we share the life of Jesus, then everything Jesus has is ours. And Jesus says, everything I have is from the Father, and everything the Father has, he gives to me. Hopefully as we hear that, that should bring awe and wonder to our ears and our heart. But it should also get us to question, why am I chasing so many things? Why am I seeking so many things I don't have? Jesus says, if you have a need, go to your Father. And there it is. Go to your Father. If we could pray, Dad. If we begin to pray, we could say, Papa, Father. Just by saying those words, it automatically puts me in a disposition as a child. And a child is needy. A child is small. A child is humble. We need to be small and needy and humble. Dad, help me with this. Dad, help me with that. Well, Father, I get all that, but I have a trouble with, I don't have the best earthly father, so it's hard for me to relate to a heavenly father. Well, great. That's the whole reason for prayer. God, our Father wants to heal our relationship. If we had a bad relationship with our earthly father, our heavenly father wants to heal that relationship and mend that relationship so that we can be children of God I don't know how to do that. Well, great. We have Jesus. Jesus, teach me. Teach me how to look to God as my Father. 
you've ever paid attention to Jesus' words, Jesus is constantly talking about his dad. He's constantly talking about his father. I'm going to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. He says, Father, help them. They are yours. You've given them to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be, so that we can all be one as you are one, I and you and you and me, me and them. See, as we come to this Trinity Sunday, Trinity is not just an idea. It's not a theological concept about who God is. It's a reminder and an invitation for us to relate to God as persons. So when we pray, I want to encourage you to talk to God in the persons that he is. Dad, help me. Help me through this day. I need you. Jesus, teach me how to relate to the Father. Jesus, come and encourage me. Jesus, come and remind me that you have won victory for me. Come and fight for me. Holy Spirit, come with your power. Come with your authority. Come with your counsel. Come with your understanding. Holy Spirit, give me what I need. Go to Jesus. Help me understand God more. We live and move and have our being in a community of persons. Perhaps we can start to pray like that. Amen.